0: You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Hey friends, this is episode number 70 of Life Repurposed. Wow, where did the weeks go? I feel like it just did an episode and we were just together not that long ago, and here we are another week later. This week and this year and this month are just flying by. I'm coming to you with brand new equipment today. I have a new microphone. I'm pretty excited to try that out. I had upgraded last year and got a little bit better one, and then also upgraded now because I'm getting ready to hopefully record some of my books as audiobooks. And so I'm pretty excited to have a new microphone for that. So hopefully, it sounds a little bit better coming out to you. Always trying to improve the podcast after a couple of years now of doing it, it is always a work in progress. This week, I want to talk about how we're winding down in the last few weeks of 2020. And as we look at that, I'm facing a minor health challenge. It's not a big, huge deal, but I will need to have outpatient surgery right before Christmas. And so When I first found out that I was going to need to have that, it was tempting to say something like, oh, what a fitting end to this year. But if I look back over the last 12 months through the lens of a repurposed life, as we think about not just this podcast, but my theme in life is to live a life repurposed, my perspective changes a bit when I think about it that way. So I'm going to get a little bit reflective here, but I wonder if 2020 could be a collective testing of our faith and our grit. Just to be honest with you, I'm tired. The process of promoting my book, sharing the word about that content, thinking, creating, running ads, posting on social media, living real life, doing my client work for my freelance work, and focusing on my health is just plain wearying some days. Maybe you feel it too it's been a hard year, but then when isn't life hard? Have you ever had a time where you thought it was smooth sailing? I mean, really, we're looking at 2020 through this lens of being a a really tough year, but aren't we always looking for a break? I've caught myself before doing things like saying, you know, if only this would change, if only something, if all those if-onlys. The Bible talks in numerous places about placing our gold and silver in the fire to burn off the impurities, and once it comes out of the fire, what remains is something much more pure. So before we leave 2020 behind, I want to ask if I'm coming out of it a better person, someone more equipped to be like Jesus out in the world. I wonder if my faith is stronger and if my compassion is greater. Isaiah 48, verse 10 talks about being tested in the furnace of affliction. Now, there's a lot of other places in the Bible where it talks, like I said, about being tested in fire, but in this particular one, it's the furnace of affliction. Not one of us is exempt from hardship or trials. Some of you have been tested in that furnace. If this has been a terrible year for you, my heart really does go out to you because I can't possibly know what it's like for each person or know what you've all experienced. So if this has been the year to end all years for you, I want to send you a big cyber hug right now because I know that I I can't even imagine how difficult that is. And I myself am patiently waiting for the opportunity to get back to something that feels more normal. I long for those who are lonely to be fulfilled by friendships again. And so as I think about that, there's just so much that we've all gone through together. But I want to look at five ways that we can view this past year or any season that brings us trials, and then I want you to choose which perspective you want to adopt as you wrap up your year. Spoiler alert, they aren't all good options. So let's take a look at what those are. Okay, let's take a look at these. We could choose number one to look at the last 12 months as a dumpster fire. We can focus on the horrific loss, the sad separations, the financial blows. Those are there for sure, and they aren't going away. But imagine what it would be like if after we come through a fire, we kept talking about the fire and we miss the other parts. So we have to look at it like even if there is a fire that we're coming through and there's a difficult time in that that our focus can't stay on that difficulty, the sadness, the separation, all of those things, because we're going to probably start to turn towards bitterness, anger, depression, and all those things. But that is an option. Let's look at option number two. We could blow up and we could use our anger to vent our feelings. Oh, I've seen plenty of this on social media. I've seen plenty of this in personal discussions with people. We could argue. We could... Call people idiots. We could do this with the people we love, or we could do it with strangers. I've seen it both ways. We could even claim that we have righteous indignation and say that we're entitled to behave whatever way we're behaving. It's sort of adding fuel to the fire, though, when we do that. If this has worked for you, I'd love to hear from someone who's achieved positive results through this method. But for the most part, I'm guessing that it's probably not an option that's going to lead to a really positive or happy ending to your year. Let's look at number three. We could live in denial and pretend that all is well when it isn't. We could ignore the pain, we could stuff our emotions, and we could hope it all goes away. Now, there are some days where I feel like this could be a good option for me because then I can just live in a blissful little at-home environment and I don't have to think about what's going on in the world around me. However, then I lose my empathy for other people's pain, for other people's needs. I, I don't provide solutions. I don't contribute positive things. And so ignoring the pain of other people or myself, stuffing my emotions, Telling them they shouldn't feel that way, none of that is going to be helpful. So let's look at number four. We could use our energy and our resources to rise up to the challenges of the circumstances. However, this might border on pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. If we talk about digging in, working harder, being stoic, and pressing on, there's a possibility that even though we're finding some strength to move forward, that we're pushing ourselves and, again, going back to number three and stuffing our emotions and not really looking at what's truly there. So if we're using all of our energy for that, we might be missing out on something. Now, you might have figured out that none of these is an ideal way to deal with a difficult year, we're going to look at another option, but I'm not promising that this is the ideal way either because we're all navigating paths that we may not have been on before, and so we're trying to find the best solution. Sometimes that comes with just looking at what God's Word says, looking at God's faithfulness in our life, and we, we make that approach just based on the truth that we know about God because He's in control. So let's look at number five. Maybe you'll find this one to be a good option for you. We could approach this year with gratitude for God's presence in the midst of our struggle. We could approach it with hope for what might come because of what we've learned. We could approach it with optimism for the future because our character is stronger and our faith is too. We can be thankful for where this year showed us our weaknesses and where we need to come together. So not only has this year shown us how we could be stronger, it has also showed some places where I personally could use improvement, where I need to work on my attitude, where I need to work on caring for other people, where I could sacrifice, where I could be more like Jesus. All of that's part of it. So we can be thankful for that. We can celebrate how the year forced us to innovate and try new things. Creativity has flourished this year. There has been so much innovation as people try to provide solutions and new products and all kinds of things that we never imagined a year ago that we would need. We learned how to adapt, how to make do, how to treasure what is really important. We learned how to make do with what was in our cupboards. We didn't have to run out to the store for things. We learned how to improvise. If you ran out of toilet paper but had extra tissue, you might have used that. This year has slowed us down and made us pay attention. So when we take an approach where we're looking at it with gratitude and we're looking at whatever happened and finding the things that helped us grow and learn, with that approach then we can cry out to God, we can lean on one another, and we can know that there is still beauty in the midst of it. This is our opportunity to pray more, to be okay with doubt and wondering and and okay with fear. It is, you know, I see so many m- mottos, I guess, I don't know, mantras maybe, where I see faith over fear. That's true, but if you're in a moment of fear, you have to acknowledge it before you can cry out to God and ask Him to do something about that fear. And so, even though it is faith over fear, there is no shame in being afraid of a real threat and figuring out how to trust God through that. We have learned how to live in the moment trusting that God will uphold us for the next moment. Very little about this year has been easy for most of my friends and family, but it can still be good. I want to read you a verse from 1 Peter 1, verse 7 in the Bible. It says, These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So, when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. So, if you're looking for a resource to help you get through some trials, I have a good one for you coming up. My friend Kathy Carlton Willis has been a guest on the show before. I think it was a few months ago, we talked about her latest book that was still in progress and now it has been released. And so I've asked Kathy to come on and just give us a little snippet to tell us a little bit about Seven Trials Every Woman Faces. Here's Kathy.
1: Hi, everyone. I thought I'd pop into Michelle's podcast here and tell you a little bit about why I wrote Seven Trials Every Woman Faces. It started almost as a joke because... I had all these trials hitting me at once, and the way I coped with it was to joke and say, is Job a member of my family tree? And then as I studied more about Job's trials, I realized, you know what? He did have seven trials that we all face, and especially women going through these seven types of trials. And you know it's a really bad year when you have all seven of them hit the same year. I hope that isn't your case. But if you read the book, you're going to find out that there are things we all have in common with these trials. And it's almost like a self-help book, except with the Bible and with God's help. And so we're not doing it alone. And as you read the book, you're not doing it alone because I'm along for the ride too. And then also the book helps you help others who are going through trials because a lot of times we don't know what to say or we feel like we're saying the wrong thing. So that's why I wrote the book and I really hope you find it to help. Thank you, Kathy. How
0: about you, listener? As you look back, what has made you a better human this year? What makes you realize there were blessings in the trials? The back of Kathy's book says, Struggling with life challenges, you are not alone. Ever wish for a friend who really understood you? Seven Trials Every Woman Faces offers a virtual friend to lean on. Author Kathy Carlton Willis comes alongside you as she shares insights learned through her own stinky situations. All the life trials fit in the same categories as Job's afflictions told in the oldest book in the Bible. Whenever Kathy feels like there's a kick me sign on her back, she asks, Is Job a member of my family tree? Laughing helps a little, she says. Her chapter segments go along with the family tree thing. She has the family album with snapshots of heartwarming stories from real life, family Bible, biblical insights to overcome trials from a godly perspective, Family Recipes, Practical Steps to Help You Grow and Succeed God's Way. Family Legacy, Lessons Passed Along as You Help Others Endure Trials. Learn how to overcome Job-like trials when your family lets you down, when friends misunderstand you, your health crumbles, your finances plummet, or others question your faith. Everyone has trials, but it's the way we deal with hardship that determines not only the outcome, but how we cope when we're smack dab in the middle of them. Kathy says this book is great for on your own or with a group. I'm going to have a link to this book at michellerayburncom 70, and I'll have a link to Kathy's website there so you'll be able to connect with her and get to know her a little bit more. She has a couple of times a week where she puts out a Grin and Grow Break, which is kind of like a little video devotional, and you're going to want to connect with her on her author Facebook page for that as well, so I'm going to have that in there The book is Seven Trials Every Woman Faces. Is Job a member of my family tree? Thanks for tuning in today. I'll be back next week with an episode with guest Amber Cullum, and she's going to be talking about what God does in our lives when he repurposes. She's also going to be talking about grace, gratitude, and she'll be talking about her Grace Enough podcast. So you want to tune in next week for that. And then for Christmas Eve, I'm going to have a special episode with guest appearances from multiple podcasters that are in the Christian Podcasters Association with me. So that'll be a great one to tune into also just to get a little bit of variety with some of my podcasting friends. Have a great week and I'll see you next time. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.